And here we go with Fair Talk presented by the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. And again, don't forget to follow the fair on all of the socials for details on everything that's going on at the fairgrounds. And uh, also details on the various facilities that are here at the fairgrounds. I'm Scott, joined by the fair's executive director, Rusty Volk. And on the last episode, we dove into uh, the grandstand structure. When people think of a fairgrounds, uh, sometimes the image in their head, of course, a fair, fair uh, the midway comes in the mind and all that. But a lot of people think of, of the grandstand. And we had a nice little history lesson from Rusty on the grandstand, including the fact, again, there was a a temporary structure here for 30 years uh, tends <laughs> yeah. to be the case for some things in this area. A lot <laughs> <laughs> for that. Rusty, how's it going? I know today you want to touch on all of the other facilities yeah. that we have. Yeah. Welcome everybody. And thanks Scott for being here. These podcasts are pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, we're doing great. You know, the fairgrounds is uh, getting improvements, finishing up a lot of elements. You know, we had a lot of development this last year, year and a half, quite frankly, already in uh, new structures and new buildings, which provides new opportunities and new utilization of the fairgrounds. And so good. I'm glad that we're visiting about our facilities because they've changed drastically over the last year and a half. And uh, just to roll in a little bit, the uh, barn replacement project, which uh, basically I started that project about four years ago, actually about five years ago, in just the understanding that we needed to do something about barn replacement, the facilities we had, while they were uh, usable, uh, they were 100 plus years old. So consequently, the f structures uh, were very challenging. And do you put more money into an old building is really what it comes down to. In 2019, when the red barn collapsed, that really put on an entire face of, okay, now we definitely have to do something about facilities. So uh, in going to that, uh, you know, let's kind of look at what facilities were here when the operation was purchased back in 2007 when the venue was purchased by the community and through uh, Chippewa Partners in that regards. And we had old buildings. The infrastructure was very challenging. Uh, electrical system was totally shot. Uh, the water system, utilities uh, were pretty much non-existent. I recall the first year I was here in 09 that spring and uh, you had a all the water was drained in all the buildings you couldn't even uh, we didn't have offices up here there were no heated buildings out the venue and you turn the water on in the spring and it was like uh, you know that Beverly Hillbillies show you know <laughs> it comes bubbling through <laughs> water was coming up all over the place so we knew we had our challenges uh, so over the years you know we've done a really good job of being able to generate revenues to uh, from uh, donors uh, this is all a lot of donors give money to this venue to get it going and and that was the big challenge in our first strategic plan is how do you work with utilities to get the utilities up to date in order to create a venue that's going to be utilized throughout everybody and you know when you talk of facilities you know why was this whole venue purchased in the first place you know and uh, it goes down to what is our mission 
you know, what is our mission here at the fairgrounds? And a lot of people will think, well, that has to do with 4-H and, and youth and animals and everything, but that's not necessarily the case. In reality, our mission is to provide up-to-date grounds and facilities that promote events and attractions for the economic viability of our community. So we're here to build, you know, facilities and up-to-date facilities, and that's where we're at. You know, so we've done a good job in uh, building that. So here we are now in 2023, and what facilities do we have? And uh, what we've done is we've created over the last really probably say 12 years in particular a number of events and activities where we've been able to utilize the older buildings expo hall a b c uh, where the exhibits are where we've held various banquets and weddings uh, various shows we had cat shows here for a number of years bringing people in from five six different states boy that was interesting having a cat show <laughs> but that was fun we had a dog a flyball dog show I mean, some of these unique events that we've had were just totally different than what we've ever seen here. But it opens the door to what capabilities do you have and what can be done. And so it's been fun to uh, visit with people to say, hey, we can have that at the fairgrounds. We can do that there. And as I mentioned before, we always try to improve facilities so that when people do come, they say, hey, can we do this here? Absolutely. We are set up so multi-purpose at this point that there's basically no event that we cannot host in that regard. And we've got a staff now that can address it with marketing as well as uh, event planning, uh, facilities rental. We've got that all set up now so people can come and enjoy and utilize this venue in the center of Chippewa Falls in that regards. So the, the venues, the events we've had have been very varied. Uh, uh, we've got a lot of new events coming up that are going to be utilized uh, in that uh, some of the events we've had in our traditional cement buildings, extravaganza, for instance. Now, that's an event that's grown immensely to the point of where they're generating over a quarter million dollars for athletics in Chippewa Falls, which is awesome. They're going to be new, moving this next year to the new Custer Coliseum in the Ellie Phillips building that's recently been put up because they are growing and they need more space. And that's where this venue is great. The new buildings we put up in our barn replacement project, we've got over 35,000 square feet of indoor facilities now, all closely to each other, and all of them are free-spanned areas, so you can do whatever you want in there in that regard. So the new buildings have really amped up our ability to host many larger events. We are in communications with an RV show, which has never been here. Uh, we welcome farm shows to come back to us. We welcome uh, a number of other shows, even wedding shows. The Custer Coliseum will be utilized year-round now. So it's heated and air-conditioned, and all the services are there. It's 8,000 square feet. It's beautiful. I think one thing, uh, not to throw you off, and I don't think this will throw you off, nothing throws you off, <laughs> Rusty, is that you get these facilities, you upgrade these facilities. In addition to it, what other type of 
accoutrements do you have to have as you put these things in there, other equipment you need to have? As time goes on, you, you build these buildings, but shows and whatnot may say, well, we also need this inside of this building, or you need to have this piece of equipment yep. as well. The, the equipment needs come yeah. and go every 15, 20, 30 years. What was needed 15 years ago might not be needed now, but something else is needed by a promoter now. Absolutely. You are absolutely right, Scott. When we began this project back in 08 and 09, when they when the contract, when they hired me, none of the buildings had heat. None of them, none of them were insulated in that regards. And so when you start some of these events, you know, what are your needs? You know, so what's changed is now we have heat availability in Expo Hall A, Expo Hall B, so we can use it in the late fall and early spring events. Spring Fest used to be in April. Oh my Lord, some of them, we had to chip away the ice out of the doors in order to get the doors open to have an event. <coughs> Excuse me, Expo Hall C, you know, Building C, that has heating and air conditioning in it now which it never had before, but those were needed for other events that have events in there. They wanted air conditioning. The in, uh, Indian Ed Kennel Show wanted air conditioning in that particular building. We said, wonderful, what can we do? Tell you what, you help me put it in and we'll put it in and then you can use it during your event. So we work with facility events that want to have something. What do you need? What do we need to change? In our buildings, that's going to appeal to you that and you some, need to have. And some it's, of these things, you know, it wasn't that far in our past where something like air conditioning was a luxury yeah. for, for people. But over time, as other facilities would have air conditioning, it became sort of a, well, it's going to... It, Expected. It's not, it, yeah, it's, it's a requirement <laughs> yeah. for me, too. It, it's probably the same thing with... For some uh, people, they, they need a lot of the of internet and whatnot. Right. You know, things that were once a luxury yeah. 15, 20 years ago, now it is expected because if, if you don't have it, yeah. there might be somebody else who does. Exactly. And the infrastructure that we put in place at the venue right now is really phenomenal. Our electrical capacity is unreal. We've hosted the FMCA Motor Coach Rally where we had 192 Class A motorhomes here. They were all hooked up with either 50 or 30 amp with water. Okay. And we were only at 40% of our capacity. It's, it was crazy. Uh, and our, our Wi-Fi system is, uh, we have fiber optic on the grounds. Fiber optic has now been uh, finished in the safe room as well as into the Custer Coliseum. You know, we've got fiber optic and access points for Wi-Fi all over the venue, which has grown and grown and grown. Those things are, are required, really, for events now, since we've gone to a lot of, well, think about it. When you start, we used to pay cash when we went through the gate. That doesn't happen anymore. You know, we all use our credit cards. That takes infrastructure. That takes internet capabilities. That takes Wi-Fi capabilities. And no, we don't have public Wi-Fi for large events because it would be overrun with devices so we have it uh, set up so that we can utilize it and make sure that our needs for IT internet access are taken care of. You know, we're getting into a cashless world 
and we have to continually build towards that. We are very close at the fairgrounds in order to provide a cashless venue. Basically, all we need now is the devices for the individual vendors to use it for credit cards, the tap and goes. You know, we're looking at tap and goes potentially for the fair even next year when you're going in. Tap and goes, saving lines at the gates when you're going in. That can happen with other events as well. So those new technologies that are out there, yes, we are at the leading edge of all, all those particular instances. And it comes with it comes with a, a number of years of building your infrastructure, making sure you have the pipeline of fiber and glass to get that information through to the internet. You can have Wi-Fi, but if you can't connect it to the internet, what good is it? So uh, you'll see this fall in particular, what we're doing with a lot of, we're putting up more access points in our barn area, our PA systems have been expanded. When we're done this fall, we will have a PA system that will be throughout the whole grounds so that we will be able to make major announcements, whether it be a weather issue, a weather cons uh, incident that's coming. Informing people that are on the grounds of what's going on is very important. You know, during the fair event itself, we typically have two or three lost parents every day. And I say lost parents because they're not paying attention to their kids and the kids wander away and then they get all excited. Well, we've never lost a child, but it's very important that we have a system in place as to what do you do? And those things are, it's only because of the infrastructure that we have in a venue that you can do that. Now, take that to the next level and say, do we want to have some uh, gaming rooms for people to play all these games that my children play and that they're happening out there. Pokemon is still going crazy, believe it or not. <coughs> Excuse me. So that infrastructure is all here. We've got Wi-Fi capabilities inside all of our buildings, and they're all set up that way uh, so that you can have ticketing. Our vendors can all have point-of-sale devices right there utilizing our Internet. It's sometimes very difficult, as you know, within a building to get cellular service. So you got to have cellular is here. It's very good. But when you get a lot of people, it's it's overrouted. You know, you, you're not going to be able to connect. Uh, so that's where we have our safeguards, making sure our Wi-Fi system is here. We even toyed with the plant a possibility of having our own cellular system here to help with people. But the cost was exorbitant, exorbitant at this time. But it's again, it's some of those things that we're looking at down the road. If you're not looking at it, you're avoiding it and you're not addressing it. And so I take pride and I enjoy new technologies and that's what's happening here. So really, any, any building we have, even our barns, our, our new, uh, uh, you know, the Rooney Grain uh, barn down there, you know, that's got access, wireless access in those particular buildings. So if we want to have another event down there that's, oh, a flea market or whatever, they can have point of sale within them buildings easily to accommodate those particular events. So yeah, well, well, they we're open for business. Uh, what about overall the aesthetics? You know, I, you know, from the walkways to obviously a lot was made over the, the entrance to in recent yeah. years to just the way the outside and inside of, of buildings look because you can, you can put up a structure and all that, but 
you, you, you still want it to look good, and you want people to be, as they're walking around the fair. We were just talking on a recent uh, podcast about uh, going to other places and vacations and all that and seeing how other places look yeah. and how they lay things out. So give us an idea how that has evolved and how maybe you still have some plans in the future there because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you got them here. You want them constantly engulfed in a, the wow a, factor. Yeah, yeah a wow factor. <laughs> think of any amusement park. Think of Walt Disney World. As soon as you yeah, – yeah, it cost you an arm and a leg to get into Walt Disney World. To their credit, at least they wrap you up in wonder and you don't realize how much you spent until you get the bill later on. Yeah. That, that's what anybody in the entertainment industry is looking for. It's not expensive – if people have a good time and they found a value for it. You got that right. We were at Dollywood last week, okay? And we were at Gatlinburg, you know? We were at the island in in uh, Pigeon Forge. It was like, it's all part of that whole Disneyland uh, ex- experience. What the fairgrounds is different is we got the animals to involve with it. And so with the new buildings and the structures that we put up, we wanted to create it so they still look like the barns. They are assembly buildings, according to the state and everything, because of regulations. But we did want to make sure that we had those buildings that are like barns, feel like barns, and you can utilize them for whatever you want for multiple events. So when you come in, we wanted to make sure we had that aesthetics of the big red barn picture there and you know that's what everybody remembers the fairgrounds of is the big red barn although they need to know it wasn't always red <laughs> okay it was white for most of its life <laughs> but that's a whole nother story but uh yes the aesthetics are coming in how 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 easy is it for you to get around you'll notice that there's pavement it's easy to get around with wheelchairs i think that's a very important part strollers let's face it our young families all got double-wide strollers with their kids and their bags and everything. They need to be able to easily move around. Where do we have nursing stations for women? Okay, that's actually a big thing these days. And we have to address that. We're looking at that to provide that. Um, I've got two young families. they got kids. And every time we go, their car is full of kids' stuff, stroller stuff. And that's all things that need to easily get around, and that's what's important. And we've addressed that at the grounds. You'll find that you have a very easy access. The only challenges we have is with the carnival, the large carnival that we bring in, they don't have underground capabilities putting their cords under that. So we have to be careful with that. But other than that, you're not going to find any cords laying across any pavement during events here, if it's, except for the carnival because we've taken care of that and making sure that access to electrical and water and sewer lines are out of the way. Those are the experiences that are important. The other experiences that are really important that you really notice when you're out and about is restrooms. Honest to God, that's a big deal. In traveling last week over the country, I'm thinking, my wife and I both said, where's Quick Trip? 
because Quick Trip's got the best restrooms around. And you really notice that as you're traveling. And I look at that when people are here at the fairgrounds. So we have new restrooms in the Custer Coliseums, new flush toilets and everything in the safe room. The ones on their main area here, they're all new. They're flush toilets. And we keep them clean because a happy mom, a happy wife is a happy family. And that's when they spend more money and they spend more time there. And you'll see that as a as a... Uh, a real attribute to how you can be successful. So keep the women happy, everybody's happy. And that's, if you think of that, that's what Disneyland and all these places are doing. So we need to learn from that. So as I drive around and as you're going around, look at that. Uh, let's keep everybody happy. And that makes it a whole lot easier. What I gotta admit, uh, one, of the, one of the things that really stuck out about our 2023 fair was that the number of compliments we got on our clean restrooms can you imagine that i thought this is awesome we had to change things we had to spend more money at it but that's a big big thing to say hey they're around cleaning they're keeping it clean the place is clean that's very very important and with new facilities and with new uh, uh pavement in particular that helps keep things clean and when it's clean people themselves are clean. They're not throwing crap all over the place. So that's, I think, is probably the biggest joy that this this place has right now for everybody. Before we uh, before we wrap things up here, and you kind of touched on some of the things that over the last number of years that have become more and more important. Uh, obviously, ADA accessibility, yeah. the the needing for uh, uh, feeding stations for mothers, nursing stations for mothers. Uh, that's really become very prevalent in the last 15 or so years. Yeah. But as you look ahead, you always got to look ahead. If you're not, grow, not, if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. What, I agree. <laughs> what, what, are some, what are some needs? What are some wants for the fairgrounds? Because you've, you've had some of the, the, the bigger things happen mm -hmm. in recent years, the, the grandstand and stage. Yeah upgrades over the last yep. number of years the the barn replacement yep. uh, that was noted what else would you like to have mm -hmm. here at the fairgrounds that you can the proverbial blank check sort of thing shade shade mm -hmm. yeah. very simple shade i think that's one of the things that i really am we've been working on for the last number of years and that we in order to build what we've done we had to take down trees and they had to take down a lot, but we've planted two trees for every tree that we've taken down thus far. And those trees are growing. However, we need more shade. We always want more shade and lots of seating so people can sit and, and people watch. That's what keeps people happy. With all the pavement that we've had to put down, making it smoother, making it more accessible, that's hot in the summertime. So we need to have more shade, more trees. I want to plant more trees and get those trees growing. So we're looking at planting more trees, but not small ones, more larger ones that are going to grow faster and create shade much faster in specific areas so that it doesn't in, intrude upon vendor space, so it doesn't intrude upon the ability to have multiple events here. Because sometimes a tree can get in the way, okay, with people, events that are happening, believe it or not. But trees and shade are so important. Well, it goes back to the to the aesthetics I talked right. about before that any anybody that's you know, ever owned their own property and whatnot, and I know 
the misses and I are putting up with it with that darn emerald ash bore. When you have yep. to, when as soon as you have to replace a, a tree, yeah, you can plant a new, <laughs> plant a new one, but it's not the same as the decades of growth. So the sooner you can plant some, it adds to that. Mm -hmm. uh, if they're well cared for and all that, it right. adds to the aesthetics. It right. adds to, obviously, the comfort factor, too, right. because there's a lot of different uh, people that have toured around with youth soccer and youth baseball yeah. and whatnot. A lot of these big, massive open fields are, are great, right. but everybody asks for the same thing. Well, shoot, is there a spot for... <laughs> Where do I sit? Yeah. <laughs> do I have to bring my chair carried around all the time? You know, that's that's where I look at. Where can we continue to have nice places for people to sit and relax, enjoy their beer, enjoy their beverage, enjoy their food, that they got places to go? That's that. So shade, seating, and the last thing is really those details around the buildings. How can we plant flowers and colors and bring that real uh, aesthetics of, you know, Really, that's the bathroom. Look at all the nice flowers around it. That's cool. That's a barn. Look at the nice shrubbery we might have. And so that's all going to be coming in. And so, yeah, if somebody's got a blank check, come and talk to us. i tell you what, we would sure like to have a couple greenhouses here putting their shingle up to say, hey, you know, this is uh, our area. We're going to take care of that for you. Uh, it's great advertisement. Hey, I'll let you put your shingle up so everybody knows where they got it from and where to go to get your greenery for your home and for your yard, etc. as we're going forward. Uh, that And the other thing I, I really like is unique, how can I put it, uh, unique, unique attributes that a guy can put on a barn that's kind of neat, that's not political, it's gender, it's just a, what a nice horse or a nice cow or something like that that's agricultural related that we can just put on the side of a building and say, hey, that's cool. You know, a metal sculptor. Stuff like that. Something that's going to last. So uh, that's kind of where my vision is to how to finish the project. So it is very appealing to everybody that comes no matter when they come to the fairgrounds. So that's kind of, that's, that's my vision of where we need to go. All right, Rusty, that'll do it for this edition of Fair Talk. That went quick. <laughs>